Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and six one since that matters and what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. I'm Tanner Olson, and this is the Walk a Little Slower podcast. Here we talk about hope and heaviness, creating and continuing joy and sorrow, life and God, questions and answers, and everything in between. This is a podcast where you were invited to slow down, to lean in, to hold fast, and to eventually, to eventually keep going. Welcome. Story time. About a year ago, I got connected with World Vision International. World Vision is an international partnership of Christians whose mission is to follow Jesus in working with the poor and oppressed to promote human transformation, seek justice, and bear witness to the good news of the kingdom of God. And if you're wondering, yes, I got that right off of their website. Anyways, last year, a friend put me in touch with one of their friends who works for World Vision. It turns out they were looking for someone to write a few new pieces to help promote World Vision, some poems and some scripts. And so to help with the project, I was invited on a World Vision trip to El Salvador. I didn't know what to expect when I said yes to this trip. You see, it wasn't a mission trip or a servant event, and we weren't going to give medical aid or deliver school supplies or build houses. We were going to meet with children families and community leaders. We were going to visit homes and schools and churches. We were just going to see and learn. We were going to listen and give hugs. We were going to find stories. We found them. El Salvador is full of good stories, heartbreaking and hopeful and redemptive and honest stories. Stories that make you want to give the shirt off your back and the money in your pockets. Stories that would leave you wondering how and And why? Stories that would lead you to take an honest look in the mirror. And stories that would move you to tears. I promise they would. Like the family we met one morning. We drove down this bumpy dirt road. And some stretches were flooded, others overgrown. Every direction you looked, you would see a stray dog or cow or goat or chicken roaming wild and free. When we arrived, we were invited into their home with smiles and friendly nods. We stood on a dirt floor beneath a tin ceiling. There wasn't a chair to sit on or a coffee table to gather around. But we stood together, 
shoulder to shoulder as they told us about their lives and the hardship, the disasters, the grief. Their electricity was knocked out the day before we arrived by a big storm. They had recently lost a hundred chickens in a flood. They didn't have a toilet and they didn't have food to eat. The parents were doing their best for their children, but the obstacles seemed unending and impossible. But they were hopeful. They were certain that God had not forgotten them, and we cried as they told us about the hope they have. Every morning, they woke up ready for a miracle, and every night they prayed, thanking God for what he had given them, asking him to change their story for the better. We found stories that would bring a smile to your face, like the students we played soccer with. That afternoon, the rain drizzled, turning the dirt schoolyard into a mud field. Isaac, Mateo, and Lenny schooled me in soccer, and I have never enjoyed losing so much in my entire life. By the end, I was covered in sweat and mud and joy, and I was able to wash off the sweat and mud, but the joy, it remains. It's almost as if joy is contagious. That's because it is. That afternoon, we gave them fist bumps and hugs and high fives, but they gave us much-needed reminder that hope, like joy, is contagious. We found stories that would remind you that change is possible, like the community who had recently been given a pump for clean water. They spoke about it as if it was more precious than gold because, well, it is. No longer were they walking miles each day to get water, but now it was readily available. Since one change brought new life into the community, creating a ripple effect of joy. We found stories that would leave you believing hope is real like Sandra. I stood outside of a church and asked her how world vision has changed her. She took a step back and became completely quiet. Tears welled in the corners of her eyes as she smiled. And she didn't need to say anything. But she held up her finger, telling me she needed a minute before she said what she needed to say. And then she told me that world vision has brought peace and transformation. They gave us a new life. And that's when I began to cry. Good stories change you. And I've been changed. I've been changed by the hope and faith and joy of those who are fighting to make it through today and into tomorrow. I've been changed by those who are ready to help and are struggling with the heaviness of dire circumstances. I've been changed by those who long for their own toilet and fresh water supply. I've been changed by those who pray for God to draw close and have mercy. You cannot leave the comfort of your home and expect to return the same. That is not how life works. When I left for El Salvador, I knew this trip would change me, and perhaps this is why I was hesitant to go. I'm tired of change. The last few years have been nothing but change. Dreams have changed. What I thought my life would become has changed. Relationships, prayers, I've changed. So much change. Change is tiring. But most things that are worth it leave us exhausted with a full heart. That week, we met several families who lived miles off the main roads, tucked deep in the green forests of El Salvador. There, they cared for their children, raised their animals, and took care of each other's needs. They lived quiet, beautiful lives. We sat on their front porches or stood in their homes and learned their stories. And when you asked them how they were, they didn't respond with the most overused response in America busy. They never said they were busy. They smiled and told us 
how they were doing. They said they were blessed. They said they were hopeful. They said it with their hands and with their smile and with their eyes. There's a verse in the Bible, Matthew chapter 6. It's a verse that I'm often tempted to skip. It begins like this. Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life. Maybe you know that verse. I don't know about you, but I'm good at being anxious. I'm good at worrying without peace. I'm good at moving into tomorrow before finishing today. I'm good at looking at what is to come and growing anxious about it. If, if overthinking was an Olympic sport, I'd have more gold medals than you. Not to brag, but I would. While spending time with the people of El Salvador, I noticed how they weren't anxious about their life. They were present with hope. Some didn't have running water or food or a safe place to use the restroom, but they were present with hope. They showed me something that I needed to see. I spent most of this trip in tears, and they weren't pity or sympathetic tears. My most honest response to their stories were shivers up my arms and tears in my eyes. When you sit with someone who has known such heartbreak and heaviness, yet clings to a love so big and endless you cannot help but be moved to tears. While listening to their stories, I couldn't help but be amazed by their resilient joy. They've navigated uphill obstacles and lived through endless uncertainty, but woke each morning trusting that good is on the way. To them, hope isn't this fluffy word or just a good idea, but they know that hope is a promise that sustains us as it draws us closer to the faithfulness of God. Maybe that's what hope does. Hope reminds us we do not have to be anxious about our life or afraid of change, but we can let go, not know, and trust God will continue to lead us to grow. You cannot unsee what you've seen. And what we saw that week in El Salvador were children, parents, families, and communities waiting to be seen. And we saw them. And now with their invitation, we get to help. Not as their savior, but as their neighbor because that's what hope does. Hope, well, hope shows up to love. Well, that's all I've got for this episode. To learn more about World Vision and to sponsor a child, visit worldvision.org or check the links in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Walk a Little Slower. Visit writtentospeak.com to check out the latest blog, shop the online store, or to book me for an upcoming event or to check out upcoming events because I might be coming to a town near you and I would love to meet you. From the website, you can also submit questions or if you want to just send me a message, you can do so from there. All right. That's it for this week. I'll be back next week with another episode of the Walk a Little Slower podcast. Much love.